Welcome back to episode 13 of the White Oak Collective Podcast. Again, we skipped last time we were supposed to release, so we're kind of delayed a little bit, but we're back anyway. I got Austin with me again. Austin, what's going on? Yeah, I had COVID and got zapped out of the last week podcast, so. I feel like we've kind of. The last, well. We hadn't been in the groove since July, I mean, since, uh, yeah, since July 4th, because that got us off schedule then we tried to get back on schedule and then it's just been yeah and if you miss one so with them coming out every two weeks like you miss one like, it's a month or you do two back to back like we just did they got weeks off then yeah it feels like it's been an attorney since we've talked yeah i mean because it, it has it's been a month but anyway we're back it's uh it's hot outside it's super hot this next couple of days i think south mississippi well my wife got back from south mississippi yesterday and I think they've they're a day or two ahead of us as far as this heat wave is coming through. But usually, I like usually that kind of irritates me when all you talk to people in the summer and they're like, oh it's hot it's hot like well, yeah you live in Mississippi it's it's July but now I, I'm over it I'm it just pisses you off when you go outside <laughs> I mean it's ridiculous but it just puts you in a bad mood. Yeah, we did have well, and I guess it it does help you appreciate like last week. What was it? We had a couple of days in the 80s, lows in the 60s, like three days in a row or something like that. Yeah, that almost makes it worse to me because it's just like it's so close. But then now it's Wednesday's supposed to be 104. Mm-hmm. So. The next three days are supposed to be like that. And I, I mean, again, like I try not to think about it. I'm just like, but if it heat. was been, if it was 80 every day, you'd think it was hot. Oh, no. But the shit outside right now is just it's come on now. Sorry, this, I'll, uh, I'll explain that here in a second. I was messing with the guys in our campouse group. Oh, you got them fired up calling you now about yep. the picks. Yep. So, um, but yeah, it's it's whatever. But I I bring up the weather, I guess, to say that it's close. Though we're we're close to all this stuff being well. Exactly. Dove seasons in two, dove seasons in two weeks. It's supposed to be hot and dry right now. Is what always happens. It is dry too. I mean, I've started to notice grass is starting to die and stuff because it's been – I don't remember the last time it rained, but the loggers are getting some work done right now in the yeah. places that they normally can't. So I got my pond finished at my place and no rain yeah, anywhere you're not in getting the – any water. No anymore. water. No. <laughs> what little bit of water had built up, there's like a little bit of a stream that bubbles up in it. What little bit of water had built up was all gone this weekend. Yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah. I mean, all the ponds are – Ponds are super, super low right now anyway, mm-hmm. but it is what it is. It's that time of year, but yeah, you bring up dove season, it's, it's what would you say, two weeks away? It's two weeks, yeah. So September 1st. Yeah, I guess I'll, I'll uh, make a mention before we start talking about dove hunting, but um, I brought it up to you before. We've got a, at White Oak Properties on our Instagram page, we've got a giveaway right now. We're giving away a dove bucket that you saw and you wanted one for yourself and then, no it's uh, sweet I, I just found out that i was eligible to to enter i didn't i thought i had been kicked out but no anybody that follows the rules on there is eligible but i got that and then a uh a hat and a yeti bottle so have you ready to roll for dove season opener the winner will be announced friday so you'll be listening to this on tuesday so get uh, friday of this get week entered yeah the 26th something like that yeah, today's right. the 21st that's right so, if you want a chance to win that, go to White Oak Properties 25th. on Instagram. Okay, 25th. Yep, 25th. Go to White Oak Properties on Instagram, get entered into that. But talking about that, yeah, it's uh, – We got a few birds flying around. 
We so I haven't gone out to our place yet, but I talked to my brother in law and he said that we were loaded down. So I mean and it's always anybody you talk to, like that it's a lot of it's a lot of dove usually at our hunt. Problem is we never know when we're gonna shoot them because my dad can't ever make up his mind whether he wants to shoot them opening day or opening Monday or the second week. You just never know. So I'm just kind of up in limbo, but I'm getting itchy to try to hunt some. Well, I'm hoping we got two places kind of set up. One's out at the camp, just kind of around some of the pastures. There's a bunch of, bunch of doves around there. And then out there where I was talking about that pond, uh, got a bunch of dirt work done and have disc it and seeded it and, covered it up this weekend so the seed will be in the ground for when it does rain eventually but uh wouldn't be upset if a few doves found it for maybe like a little morning shoot or something so all that's been well in the ground long yep. enough before the season starts so we're good on that hopefully there'll be some some show up and find it yeah i've got another hunt lined up for mm, i'm gonna assume it'll probably be saturday the opening day it opens a second i'm assuming that's that saturday but um I've got another hunt lined up for that, and, and it's usually not a ton of birds. But to be completely honest, when it comes to dove hunting, I could care less if we actually shoot dove or not. Really? Like that? I mean, I don't. I could. I I just don't care. That's uh. You don't like shooting though. That's your thing. Yeah, that is part of it. I don't really like shooting, but the other part. I mean, the hunt that I say I've got lined up for Saturday. The last three years, I haven't even taken a gun, just because I just like. I mean, it's more of a party to me than a than a hunt, but. I think that's what a lot of people like about dove hunting. I think that's why it's a good um, entry for people that that aren't really right. into hunting. Because I, I mean, in all honesty, I wouldn't even. It's not really even a hunt. Well, most people like it's a big like the tradition of like getting together and all that. Like it's the opening weekend of college football. You can sit around some places. People sit at the camp, watch football games. Everybody else goes out and shoot. I remember like I can remember. As far back as when we started dove hunting, going out there and sitting and having the truck pulled up there in the shade with the radio running, listening to the ball game on the radio while you shot, sat out there and shot doves. Like, yeah, and that's what I'm talking about. That's the fun part I guess, of yeah, like, dove hunting. I mean, the the actual shooting them's not – I mean, yeah, it's it's fine. but I disagree with you. <laughs> well, I'd just rather get out – I mean, because it's – and it lets you know, like, hunting season's officially back, too. Because yeah. once – Dove season's open, then then all the other ones start just rolling in. But yeah, because uh, we do dove on the second. Is that what you said? Yeah. So you got that early goose have... season opens actually September first, and that's always good because we've always got one or two flocks that'll fly over our dove hunt. But uh, <laughs> never ran into that on a dove hunt. Man, uh, we've got them every single year, and usually, I mean, usually all that they're so high they just get shot at fifty times and keep on rolling right when you do knock one down people are people say those things aren't good to eat but i will beg to differ so we go from the second man dove season to two weeks later having the early velvet season that they added last year yeah that velvet season it's going to be uh i'm going to actually try it this year i've never i went last year i didn't didn't do any good and i don't think i saw anything went out there and sat most of the afternoon and I sat a long time that day, sweated to death. Yeah, I say I'm going to try it. If I don't have anything good on camera and it's 100 outside still, I'm probably not going to try it. Speaking of that, since I want to go back into the dove hunting some a little bit, but speaking about that and having stuff on camera, we got we got a few on camera that 
I'm hoping to, to hunt some during that season. But what why my phone rang just a second ago was I was messing with everybody in our camp group and sent them a uh, told them I was starting a new subscription service. So I sent them pictures of all the deer that showed up on camera yesterday when I checked it with um, emojis over all their horns. So. I got them all stirred up, and that's that's why my phone's been down here vibrating and And all and honestly, people, there's probably people that would pay for that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if they didn't have to go out there and run cameras and everything, yeah. they'd just pay a little bit and know what was on camera where. Yeah. I guarantee you It's kind of fun holding that. out right now, just sending them uh, the body pictures. Yeah, they just have to look at the body and just guess. Yeah. Could be a spike, could be a... There may be point. a clue in how big some of the emoji faces <laughs> are. Yeah. Yeah, what it's got to actually cover. Yeah, what it's got to cover up. So they'll probably connect those dots. Well, yeah, before we just kind of get carried away rambling on different stuff, getting back to, to dove hunting, what, uh, I mean, have you always, have y'all always had a dove hunt, or has that been something that's always been part of yeah, what y'all the, do? I mean, it's one of the first things I really, it's one of the first things I ever remember doing. I mean, I think we never went to a dove hunt growing up, like, before we started shooting, or at least I don't remember. No, I take that back. I do remember one or two that Granddaddy put on that that were at the camp house. But then, as we got enough where where we could start shooting, yeah, we've been going pretty much somewhere every year since then. So started with a single shot hammercock four ten. Yeah, I mean that. I can remember walking around dove hunts with a little BB gun. I like that's it, how yeah. you know that's how long it's. I think I was seven. Yeah. Started with a single shot, hammercock, 410, and then I think the next year my papa let me upgrade to a single shot 20 gauge that had a hammercock. Yeah, trying to sit there under the power line or under, uh, under that was, one uh, dead tree. Yep. Uh, Mr. Jim, an amateur, it was, he always had a big field out there. and they were, He always put me, there was a little cattle pond there that had this dead sweet gum right in the corner of it, and I always got to sit right there and shoot him off that tree. Yeah, we always had one spot out at my dad's and that was like that was my spot and then getting i remember the year where you age out of it and it's yeah. like damn it now somebody <laughs> else gets this spot like yeah. i'm i'm officially too old for the power line spot but uh, you know but the thing about it is like i really feel like that's when i i really learned how to shoot because well, i didn't i shot a bunch of them out of that tree but i didn't shoot them all out of that tree mm-hmm. and learning how to shoot with that those couple years of those single shot shotguns, like you couldn't waste a shot. You had to wait on them to get close enough. You had to take your time, and I, I think I learned a lot more about. Shoot. I was probably a better shot then than I am now. Yeah, and and learning about shooting, and also learning about gun safety out there because you've got about thirty people that'll tell you real quick mm-hmm. if you're doing something wrong. And I've been to hunts where people have gotten sprayed. I mean, nothing you know serious, but. I've been to hunts where people have gotten sprayed and gotten gotten a pellet or two in their back, and luckily that was never me on either side of it. Right? But. Yeah, I learned about. Uh, I remember one time, probably around that eight or nine year old range, because like I said, we learned how to shoot with those single shot shotguns that were hammercock, and if you didn't get a shot at the dove, you had to put the hammer down. And I remember learning firsthand what would happen if you uh, let your finger slip off the hard. hammer. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. That's uh, those. That's made me nervous about those guns all the time, on those hammercock ones. But you gotta be careful with it. Mm-hmm. You do. Um. But yeah, that was probably. I mean, I think I was seven when I killed my first deer, turkey, and dove. 
I go, I, I really do. Like, I think, I, think I knocked it all down. out. No, take that back. Turkey was when I was nine. I did seven. I did a deer and dove. That's what it was. Nine on the turkey. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know when I actually killed a dove because, like you, I mean, my whole life, like you said earlier, I, I don't care to shoot. So, like, <laughs> yeah, I, I had years, you know, high school and college where I tried to kill my limit just because mm-hmm. it was cool to say you killed your limit. But who knows when I actually killed my first one. But okay. I mean, because we've had, I mean, we've had that hunt literally my entire life out there at my dad's place. So, well, that's like, I, I just kind of bounced around. It seemed like, like, I, it's way back as I can remember. I remember Granddaddy having one or at least going one out there one time at the camp house. And then it seems like there was a space there. And then by the time we were able to start hunting, we started going with Mr. Jim doing, uh, doing his, and he did them like, I think I was all the way up in high school by the time he finally quit. He had cleared some land or something, and um, as he was turning into pasture, he made it into a big routine shoot every year. And then it seemed like when we rolled into the college age, we started doing our own out at, out at our place. Same thing out there, hit or miss, hunted some cutovers back and forth. Um, probably have had better better luck hunting fresh cutovers than any of the dove fields we ever did. Now, I've been to people other people's fields that were – yeah, well, huge the bad and nice and great. I mean, those like, cutovers are good, but um, no better, finding the dove in those cutovers is always a pain in the ass. Yeah, I don't have a green thumb, so whenever it came to like trying to plant a dove field or something, it seemed like we always put a ton of work in it, and the more work we put into it, the worse results we got, and that's why we started hunting those cutovers for a while. Yeah, well, we always – I mean, so our our hunts are always on our in our pastures and where we plant our winter wheat for cows. Yeah. I mean, it's just – it's planted for the cows, but I mean, it, you know, obviously right. the dove find it quick. And now it's been, like I said, we've been doing it my whole life. So I mean, they've been going there thirty five years, and it's no different. I mean, say what you want; they're no different than a duck when they when they, they print. yeah when they find a certain area that they can go back to year after year after year, they're going to go there. I mean, that's why it's you can count on it every single year. It's going to be good, right? Obviously, some years are better than others, but that has to do, I think, more with weather and all that. But I was wondering. I, I knew – I didn't realize y'all's shoot went back that far. Like, y'all have mm-hmm. been doing the same thing there forever. Ours is like we would do five, six years here, and then four or five years there, and five, six years there. Hunting with John Carr for a while. We, yeah. we, he invited us down there and hunt with him for several years. and um, So this year we rolled back around to us trying something. Man, and ours used to be – this is what made me love dove hunting so much. It's kind of fallen off here lately, but it used to be an event. Like, I mean, it was everybody get there before daylight. You've got a big breakfast cooked. Um, everybody goes and shoots in the morning. Then we go back to the house, and somebody's cleaning all the dove. There's either Boston butts or ribs or something cooking, mm-hmm. and then we're cooking dove and go back for an afternoon shoot. I mean, that, and like you talk about watching because – you're done in the mornings by nine thirty or ten. And yeah. SEC first game at SEC is at eleven o'clock, so you're sitting there watching that, taking a little nap, drinking a drink. That was what I mean. That's what got me so fired up about it, and I hate that it's kind of fallen off the last couple of years. But that's I mean, I want to one day I want to get my own going where it's more of an event like that instead of just like a you know just go out there and hope to kill a couple. But is y'all's you know, mostly family, or is it a no? It's uh, I mean, back in the day, it used to be, I bet it was 35, 40 people. It's now, it's hit and miss. I mean, it may be 
20. It may yeah. be 15, 20, yeah. but um, it's just kind of, I mean, it's hit and miss. It's Because, like I say, we can't ever come up with a time when we want to, when we know ahead of time that we're going to mm-hmm. do it. So it's like the night before usually. It's like, hey, tomorrow we're shooting dove, and then it's whoever. whoever can make it. Yeah, which my buddies, I mean, enough of them have been out there now where they don't, they're kind of on standby. It's like, they're all just right, we're shooting the them. Yeah, and it's, they're there. It doesn't matter if it's the day before. But, yeah, it's, uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. I mean, I'll, if I, if we, we get enough notice and you're not. You're the, you're the you're dove field up. socialite, what it sounds like. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I like to do. I mean, that's, yeah. I sit on the tailgate and drink cold beer and that's, and just tell people where you the You like dove a dove are. watch. Yeah. 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 That's funny. That's exactly right. That's as we got uh, thinking back on as we got older. That's what most of the dads did. They'd dump all of us out around the field, and they'd always sit on top of the hill in the shade, listening to a football game. Yeah, maybe I've transitioned into that just early. Yeah, just I'm <laughs> I'm in the dad. You're mode. the old old man. I took, club. I took Jennings last year. That was that's another awesome thing about dove hunting. I mean, she was mm, eight months, something nine months. She well, that, I was thinking about that this weekend. I was like, when I was. Going around covering up all that uh, discing I'd done, I was dragging it, and I was like, you know, we ought to be able to take Virginia out there with us. And I was like, man, I don't know if she'll wear ear protection or not. If we can get her to keep it on, then I got to thinking, I was like, well, Which, you, had, you had Jenny's out there last year. I did. She and we tried to keep those things on her. She wouldn't keep them on, so I had to. Uh, which you know, again, it didn't matter because I wasn't shooting. But um, every time I'd see like something close to us was about to get shot, I'd hold her ears. And she, I mean, that was kind of tough but um this year she might i mean i think this year she might be willing to keep those yeah headphones on i mean we'll i mean they're the you know the big ones that go over the ears so yeah. we'll see but yeah she's uh i'm gonna try to get it see if she'll go out there and get a dove and whatever else now that she can walk pretty get around yeah. yeah so that's, that's another just another good thing about it well that'd be good i don't know we're i think we're going Hopefully we can shoot Saturday morning and Saturday afternoon. It's kind of what we're planning on. Yeah, it keeps. I, I've been thinking about it for so long. I, every time you say Saturday morning or whatever, I'm thinking this weekend. But we got two weeks. I got to settle weeks. down. Yep, two weeks. But so. it'll get there. Um, and I don't know. We may not have somewhere that morning. It just depends on if some show up at my place or not. Yeah. Well, if whenever we shoot ours, if if you don't already have plans, I'll get you out there. It's. We got. We definitely have the room, and we definitely have the dove. Okay. So maybe I'll win me a uh, new dove seat Friday. Now that we've talked about this, though, I'm, I'm out. You're now, still now, eligible. Now, now I can't. You're still <laughs> eligible, but now people, if you win, people are going to be, oh, that that shit was rigged for sure. But I don't know. I don't think anybody that I've ever like actually known as, as has strong. won a giveaway. Even though you know a ton of people that I know enter them, it's just. I guess luck of the draw. I don't ever win anything. Shoot, I'm usually pretty lucky when I do stuff. I can't think of the last thing I won. Um, My mom always is. Whenever we go to, like, banquets, whatever it is, we always try to make sure she gets the tickets. Mm -hmm. She's won three or four guns, uh, everything. She's lucky when it comes to that. Well, so September, so we've talked about dove hunting, and then you mentioned it. And we can get a little deeper into it now, but the velvet season. So you did it last year. What uh, 
I'm trying to think about like strategy and stuff for I don't want to get too in depth because I'm no I'm no pro deer hunter, but strategy for trying to hunt a deer in middle of September. I so, guess you're just pretty much hunting well feeders. Yeah, and uh like feeders or mineral licks or something like that. Um you know, for this is new for us, but because uh, we just got started last year, and I'm interested to see how it pans. I think they actually had pretty good success around the state last year with it. I think a lot of people, you know, were successful on this three day weekend. Um, so I guess it, the uh, I guess not by, to interrupt you, but I guess kind of the the I believe at least that the basis for this is the CWD testing. I mean, it's, yes, it's, it's mandatory. It's, yeah, that's right. It's for opportunity. Yeah, it's more opportunity to hunt. It's another offer that Mississippi has. But I feel like it's to get some samples in for CWD going into the regular season. Yeah. So for anybody who doesn't know, or it's like this is the first time you're hearing about it, it's it's like a three day season. I think it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, September fifteenth through the seventeenth. Okay. It's like an add-on. Is it ten dollars again this? Year? I think it was ten dollars last year. Something like that. Yeah. It was like a an extra tag or stamp or something you bought um as an addition to your license that allowed you to hunt it's buck only so it's a velvet antler season it's so you have the opportunity to shoot a buck that's in velvet so i don't know if it's different kind of around the state i know the deer like out there where we hunt it seems like you get to that last week of september and they rub their velvet off and their patterns completely change well that's why i always say that before this velvet season, I've always said, like, October 1st is your best chance to kill a big deer. Well, yeah. You know, you may look into one in the rut, but as right. far as being able to pattern them, Yeah, you, you have, like, I would say through the first week of October to catch them still on a pretty regular mm-hmm. summer pattern. But it seems like, you know, anywhere from September 28th, 29th to about October 5th, they're going to break up, change, start doing stuff different. And so... This one, this season's like two weeks before that. So yeah. it gives you an opportunity to hunt a deer that's in velvet. Because, I mean, you may catch, there'll be a few bucks around 1st of October that still have, you know, on cameras or something, we'll still see a few. I've seen one, I think, in person that still has velvet on. But um, generally, that week, a couple days before both seasons, that's when they shed, and that's when everything changes. So the strategy, I guess, would be like around here, you can bait, you can put out minerals, trying to catch them somewhere close to that and so you know to me this time of year if you start if you can find where one is he's probably not far from there Mm-mm. um and i think there's even somebody put up a thing the other day i can't remember who it was on instagram um i don't remember if it was maybe not it may have been msu deer lab i think that showed some like buck pattern movements like near the summer or something and they you know there's a few outliers they're all individuals so you're gonna have some that do different things but like for the most part, if you can peg where one is, that's he's not going to be far. He's going to stay real close right then. Yeah, I mean, so we talked – I mean, and it's for different reasons but the same, I guess. We talked about this all the way back in January when we had that super, super, super cold. It was like 10 degrees. Mm-hmm. And we – you know, we kind of – I thought that the deer would move like crazy. We went and didn't see anything because – they're just conserve. I and mean, when it's that cold, it's like, all right, we're just staying put. And it's kind of the same when it's this hot. Well, the differences are they don't have to go anywhere for food right now because everything is so green. Right. But they can't they can't afford to burn energy right now when it's 105 degrees outside. Right. They just can't do it. Um, the only thing that, with it being like it is right now and so dry, they're not, I mean, they've 
they've got to get up and find water, but that's about it. And that's if it stays so dry, that may be a strategy to actually hunt water mm-hmm. if you have water on your place for that season. But so, I mean that that is my strategy. Like if you're out running, like I got a bunch of cameras right now that I've been trying to run, but they half of them don't seem to really want to work right. But if you can get them out now and and look around, like if you can find right where one is, you can. If you focus on that spot, you can get a pretty good idea on what they're doing because they are staying pretty tight. Well, that's why I'm trying not to get discouraged by what I've what I'm getting on camera right now and like my main fields and stuff, just because it's just. I mean, I just know deer aren't moving. I mean, I'm getting the same like three little bucks coming in every day, but mm-hmm. I know there will be some new stuff start showing up once we actually get into the season when stuff cools off and stuff right. starts moving a little more, but. Yeah, it's they're going to be tight somewhere, but that also makes it hard because you've got to get in that little tight spot. Mm-hmm. And it's September, so you're pouring yeah. sweat. That's what it was last year. It was, it was really hot. Oh, it's going to be hot. There's no doubt about it. It's going to be hot. Well, we can see on the radar out to like a week shy of that or two weeks shy of that. We don't have any rain in the forecast. Yeah, I know. That's it. I don't know. That's going to be the only I, – I, that's what's going to bring some cool air in here is when we finally can get something to break up this. Yeah, and I don't know when we're going to get it. Like you say, it's not – I mean, the 10 days not showing anything, not even a chance. But people people probably don't want to sit here and talk about the weather. Um, <laughs> it's hard to not just focus on that when, when you don't even want to walk outside. Well, especially when we're – and I was about to ask you this um, – if you're doing anything to get ready for the actual main part of deer season, but that's going back to weather. I mean, that's, you got to get serious about looking at it right now when you're trying to decide when you're going to plan or, or when you're going to have your camp weekend or whatever. Number one, you can't get out there when it's 105. It's just not, it doesn't make sense. But number two, you can't plan anything when the 10 days got zero chance of rain. So have you, I mean, not really. I mean, we, we typically do the, like third or fourth weekend in September, just kind of for years, it's just kind of been like our camp weekend. So I'm going to say probably like the 23rd, 23rd, 30th, something like that will probably be. It's usually right there before um, the October opener. We get out there and get everything bush hogged and um, try to get everything planted that day. Whether, and you know, we're not these great food plotters, but, we get out there and just get the seed in the ground. Yep. We just get get the seed in the ground, get it covered up, and we've always had good luck with that. I mean, yeah, well, and it all depends get, on you what you it, plant too. I mean, what were the major? I mean, when you say you've always had good luck, I'm sure you're not out there growing giant brassicas and all that. You know, we're talking about the wheat and the oats and yeah, the rye. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that you know, you get a little sprinkle on that and you're good. But and that's shoot, that's what I do too. But. I'd love to try to grow some big brassicas, but I'm just not, like you say, not a big food plotter. Don't really get all that stuff. But well, and we hunt a bunch of warehouser lease land, so a lot of little small loading ramps. Nothing's real. Like the times we've tried planting radishes or something like that, like they're gone. Mm-hmm. As soon like as soon as they sprout, they're gone. Something bites. Yeah, they don't have time like, to develop a bowl. They're, they're not. They're we don't have the big enough area for it. So, I mean, you pretty much just have to wheat and oats, yep. a little bit of rye. Yep. That's about all we plant. My um, 
I went out this weekend to my place, and my beans are still – I figured they'd be dried up because of this weather, but they're still looking pretty good. I'm hoping that they'll hold on until October or so before they're gone, but I don't know for sure. But if they if if they do hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna just leave them for the whole season probably yeah. and just plant like you could top seed over over them. Well, I'm hoping to go in strips of like because I hand spread those things, so it didn't spread perfectly even. So there's. Spots where it's really, really good, and there's spots where it's bare. So yeah. I'm just going to go disc up those bare spots, plant regular wheat and oats, and hopefully have some peas and beans left over and then have wheat and oats when they do finally go. Yeah. but I did clover for the first time last year and had decent luck with it, um, but I caught it right – I paid a little bit more attention to it whenever whenever I was planting it, tried to time it with the rain and all. Um but for our big camp day and all, like, it takes like 30 hours worth of tractor work to get roads cut and everything disc and everything moved around. And so we try to find a weekend right there. To answer your, I guess, original question, we try to find a weekend right there before October that State doesn't have a home game and Ole Miss doesn't have a home game and we're not playing a good away game. That camp weekend, it, here comes our ambulance. I'm sure you can't hear it yet, but you will in a minute. But, um, Yep. There it goes. At least it's not a jackhammer today. That's I'm gonna blame our. So we've been having road work happen right here outside the right here outside the office. So if we had tried to record last week, it would have been you nothing. But been able to hear uh-uh. but what I was talking, what I was getting back to, what I was talking about that can't you know talking about camp work day or whatever. That's mm-hmm. almost like the in mm-hmm. a way it's almost like the event like Dove another social event. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's. Uh, if you can get everybody there yeah. to actually work, but I mean, it, it's usually when we do it, it's usually start at daylight and by one o'clock, it's t- kind of time to call it because you probably had one too many beers. But um, the way ours works, there's usually three of us that get stuck on the tractors, and everybody else ends up with the trucks or the ranger and a cooler. And the guy, the ranger they, job, following the tractor to make sure they're okay with drinks. Yeah, and, that's the job. To and have. air quotes, clean out the deer stands. Yeah. Yeah, well, somebody's got to do it. I mean, <laughs> it's a tough job on. there. Well, you got to make sure that the tractor man doesn't need anything. Yeah. So you got to follow around. You got to have the tools and everything on the ranger just in case. Yeah. It's frustrating. And to be the tractor guy, like, you get on there at daylight and start working. And you just keep getting glimpses of everybody riding by, mm-hmm. having fun, and all that. And you're like, I haven't talked to another person in four hours. Well, I'm going to be spoiled <laughs> this year because just. I was so sick. I mean, I've been on that. You've seen that little John Deere without even a cover on the top. I've been on that thing for so many years. And when I got that new tractor this year, I got a cab. And I'm kind of looking forward to being the you tractor. You did get a cab. Yeah, I didn't I realize you got a cab. Yeah. I hadn't seen it. I'm kind of looking forward to being the tractor guy this year because I got the radio rolling in there, the AC. We good to go. messing with Robert last year about that. We have a. Have you seen our Ford, our old Ford? It was over like roadway tractors. It's got a metal, yeah, yeah. It's got a metal cage camp. around mm-hmm. it. It like blows exhaust fumes back up under the hood. and The whole thing rattles, so you have to wear ear and protection. And you just scald and hot in there. And last year I was bushhogging. I've been bushhogging for like three hours. Robert comes showing up with his tractor in the air conditioner, 
throws his door open. And he's like, man, I'm so tired. This this is just miserable disking. And I was like, shut up. <laughs> I just yeah. drove off. <laughs> yeah, shoot. That, the, being on that John Deere for so many years, you, I put headphones in trying to – or AirPods trying mm-hmm. to listen to something to not just listen to the tractor the whole time. You don't realize it, but you've got those things at max volume to drown out the tractor. When it's all said and done, you can't hear for like three days. I go AirPods with earmuffs over the top of them. Yeah, well, that, uh, th- I never thought about that. But And put your AirPods on upside down. Why is that? Because it won't hurt the bottom of your ears. I don't know if mine... Does yours, are yours no, like the mine, old, like the original no, AirPods? Mine are, mine are the newer ones. Okay, I got the old ones still. But, so if you got those old ones... They have that little part that hangs down from like the part goes in your ear, and there's like a part that hangs down yeah. below it. Yeah. If you'll flip ears and turn them upside down, the part that sticks up will be in the big part of your ear, and then it won't mash. I may do that if I, if I put the left and the right. Pro tip: keep your ears from hurting. Well, they don't bother my ears. Well, you don't wear hearing protection on top of it either. No. When you put your earmuffs on, your ears may get sore. Yeah. They might. You never know. Give but now shot. I got radio, so I don't need. Oh yeah, that's right. I don't need the AirPods or whatever. Yep. Leave it to the rest of us out there, just soldiering on the look, weekend. I, look, I paid my dues on that other tractor, so I'm good now. But yeah, you can. I mean, you can go work a couple hours on that thing in the morning, and wear your work clothes, just jump out and go to work. Can't ever tell the difference. You can't on that. That one I'm talking about. Not on, I was not a on different color. When I got done this weekend, I was like, just my beard was like white with dust. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was just, my whole body was just like a, a gray dust from head to toe. Yeah, it reminds me of putting out gray dust. Made me think about putting out um, fertilizer, hand seed and oh, fertilizer. Yeah, yeah. That's probably the most miserable thing you can do uh-huh. out there. Yep, done that a few times. What else do we have coming up? We, I mean, that's the biggies that are just right on the, or the things I'm going to participate in coming up. Um, I guess for some lucky people, we talked about early in the year, uh, the alligator draw and the gator tag. What is be, that next week? It ought to be, is it this weekend? I think I remember or, last year it being around the 25th. So, yeah, that would be this weekend. So, probably so. Yeah. Not us, though. I was hoping to know a lot more about that this year by participating, but. Yeah, I'm not really – I hadn't paid any attention to it. I forgot that was coming. I mean, I guess that's technically the first thing somebody could do right now. And then uh, – Yeah. Yeah, Dove and Dove and Velvet, that's the next couple of things that are coming up. So And then teal. Yeah. I mean, I don't do any teal hunting, but I know that's – I've yeah, always wanted to get into that. Because a couple of years when I was in college – our our place in the Delta is only like 45 minutes from Ole Miss. And yeah. we, we had some teal a couple of years, but I never got over there and shot them. But I know that's always big for the people that do have yeah, teal. Yeah, I've never done that. And don't like it's on the radar anytime soon either. Nah, I think my duck hunting days are getting less and less. Got to kind of pick and choose, and that was one that, that didn't really make the cut. Yeah, I'm with you. It's just too far of a drive to get somewhere that's pretty good from here. Yeah. I mean. I'll say that. There's a lot of people around here that do. That do well, my dad does right it every here. single weekend. Yeah. Every single weekend. But I just. I kind of had enough. I mean, I, I'd like to go one or two times this year. I didn't go a single time last year besides for wood ducks around here. But 
I'd like to go. Who knows if it'll happen, though. Oh, I thought about we ought to call and get a check-in from uh, Meacham from, early, from one of our earlier podcasts. I saw they fighting a big wildfire Man, last it's been, week. They've been left and right. I know that's kind well, of it's just going to be worse if we, I mean, again, for the 10th time bringing up weather, but it's just going to get worse. Well, that's what I know for somebody listening, that was way off the record, but I was I was flipping through my notebook here looking for something, and when I did, I saw the notes from when they were on here with us, and uh, I meant to say that earlier when we were talking about weather, that it looks like South Mississippi, they, they've been fires one after another, it seems like. Yeah, I know there was one that was a couple thousand acres that they were fighting for multiple days. I may have been the Hancock one. Yeah, I think it was, Hancock County. Yeah, I think it was, and then they. I saw there was another one yesterday, but it wasn't. It wasn't that mm-hmm. big. But yeah, we could see how many acres they. Yeah, I, th- I thought about them so. earlier when I, whenever I was driving in, I wondered how they were making it because I knew they had had a bunch. Well, yeah, and you've got people now trying to do growing season burns and stuff, and and I mean, yeah, it's effective right now if you can control it. But I'm not. I'm not taking that chance. Mm-mm. I don't trust myself to control a fire when it's a hundred degrees and. Dry. But anyway. Well, that's all I've got. Unless you've got some other stuff. I know that was kind of short and sweet. Um we've got a couple of couple of episode ideas coming up. Evan on from our last podcast, Evan that went doll sheep hunting, talked to him on the phone the other day. He's he's ready to come back on. Um we'll kind of break down his his. Yeah, he's ready to kind of talk about the hunt. It sounds like it was kind of crazy. Um, not going to go into what happened. I'll let that happen on the podcast itself. But um, And then I want to have an episode talking about our fishing trip that me and some buddies went on. I tried to get them in here last week, and it just couldn't, just didn't work out. But get them on, talk about that. Um, so we'll have some good stuff coming up, I hope. But And, and maybe after the dove hunt we can go into dove hunting some more but yeah um, or uh by i guess we're not we're about two episodes away we're hopefully i can be telling you about my velvet buck yeah we'll be <laughs> be deciding if i'm even going to go or not but um yeah that's all i've got y'all go enter that uh giveaway on white oak properties and maybe you'll you'll get lucky austin thinks he's going to win but uh we'll see See you. Got, if you got nothing else, I'll see you no, later. I'm good. See you. See you.